to all the issues Lord keep me from going with mental Help me show sure love bed ain't simple And stay woke on Instagram Hello everyone and welcome back to CHH Hysteria A podcast for CHH about everything CHH I am your host Cole And I'm your co-host Cooper And today we are joined by um, An up and coming Christian hip hop artist Chris Trent Thank you so much for coming on the show Cole Cooper thanks for having me yeah, I mean, we we talked about Chris on our top 10 CHH artists to blow up, um, and now we have on the show, and that is progression. So, um, But before starting off, I'd like to give you a chance to introduce yourself for the viewers that might not know you or know you well. Sweet, yeah. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm Chris Trent. I'm uh, 25 years old. I have a wife and two kids. I run a couple businesses in the construction industry. I love music, I love film, and I love Jesus. Yeah, that's a good introduction. So you said that you run um, a few businesses, you're married, and you have kids. So that is a lot of stuff to balance. How how do you balance your time for all of those and make sure that they get all like the, the love that they need? Um, well, first off, like communication, like with my wife is number one. Um, without that, like a marriage is like, it just will not go well. Um, so if I was just working all the time or just always doing music and I neglected them, like that would be rough. So like balancing the time is like literally like the grace of my wife, letting me do what I got to do at work, get everything done and do all this music stuff. She's like a superhero. Like she's a super mom. She also sells all of her houses, which is crazy. Um, so she also kind of has like two jobs, takes care of the kids. She does like real estate and like admin stuff for us. So like, honestly, like pretty much my wife, number one, number two, like, um, growing up as like a high end restaurant server, um, like 17, 19, I worked in like high end restaurants. You like have to memorize like entire menus in like two days or you get cut and like, they just do ridiculous things. So like you have to be able to like basically be scatterbrained and they just like trained me to be able to like handle high pressure and like a bunch at a time and like just not forgetting stuff. So that's probably the second thing. Yeah. Restaurant, the food industry is high pressure. Cooper can speak for that. He works at McDonald's right now. So, um, and you know, there's a lot of pressure there. Um, so I see behind you that you're in your studio and it's like made out of books or magazines. Um, why is that? And like, what's the story behind yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. So every time I read a book, I staple one to the wall and uh, now I'm just playing. Like I can't read that much. Um, my brother's a visual artist. He's like, or my brother-in-law, I should say, I call my brother cause we're close. He's insane. Like he does these like crazy sculptures. Um, he has these like super realistic paintings the dude's just a smart guy, and uh, this actually used to be his loft before I turned it into my studio. So he did a bunch of like art projects here. Anyway, he ended up meeting this girl, and they moved out, and now I get to reap his uh, his rewards. So um, you and your family kind of have like um, very creative careers. I mean, you're in music, you're in construction. And also, you've told me that you are an amateur filmmaker, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, usually behind the camera. Like, sometimes I do get behind the camera. But, like, behind the scenes, like, I'm, like, a director at heart. 
So like mm. definitely like screenwriting and stuff like that. I've helped like a lot of people on different projects just like to kind of be able to like capture their vision, do shot lists, stuff like that. Um, I have these crazy ideas for music videos and you're going to see pretty soon on like some of the stuff that's coming up, but like I'll leave that to like be shown for instead of just talking about it. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Like you're the fight um, music video, super well done. And you're you're like the, the director for that, right? You said? Yeah, I directed that. I actually did like all the pre-editing for it. So wow. like I sent uh, my filmmaker like a pre-edited shot list and we just took all the shots and then uh, mm. he edited it based on the, the shot list I gave him. Wow, so a shot list um, for people that don't know filmmaking, what what is that? So basically, like I broke it down as like if you're on Spotify and you see the timeline at the bottom, like and you start playing the fight from like zero to three seconds, I described a shot, and then all the way down from like three to six seconds, six to like twelve seconds, whatever it is, each one has a shot next to it with like the angle and what's happening in the shot for the whole song. So basically I just closed my eyes and like dreamt it up and just wrote it down. Wow. That's really cool. That's really cool. So how has that helped you in your music career? Like being able to like do kind of more stuff for a music video than just show up and lip sync. <laughs> oh dude. Like it's so awesome. Like, uh, like you'll, you'll see once more of the videos come out, but like, the fight, for example, like you guys found me because of that. And like right. a lot of people, like they're not all uh, like music junkies like you. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling like I, I listen to your guys' podcast. I know you listen to a lot of music, but like everybody like else, like I feel like they're going through YouTube, they're watching videos. All they want is the visuals and it's tough for them to get the attention first. So it's like tough to make it in, in like any industry, especially like, hip-hop in general without like cool visuals or something like that so it's definitely helped me out people have uh paid more attention to me gave me a little bit more um clout i guess like they think like i'm a little bit better than i actually am just because like i have a visual but the song is the same whether you listen to it on spotify or youtube you know right like a visual can help bring a song like make it better because like Whenever I listen to the fight, I think about the music video and different parts I saw about it and I liked, you know, it's like it kind of like gives you that connection that um, if you make a really good music video as well as like just having really good whatever it may be, like whether sound, whatever people can get hyped about. That's always good, too. Um, so continue kind of down of the music video. What is something that you hope to do in a video someday that you haven't been able to do yet? So I'm trying to utilize uh, VFX in my videos. Like I want to do like crazy stuff. Like um, my dream is to work with Caleb Natal. He's a he's a, like a creator, like VFX guy. You sh he's like he's awesome. I think his name's Natal. It's either Caleb Natal or Natali, one of the two. But like he does like some incredible stuff. And like I just want to do like effects. Like I don't know if you remember, you can't stop me, Andy Minio like the video for that, was, that. that was like good. stuff like that like i want to do like crazy effects like animation um i don't know if you know john bellion's uh luxury video where it's like him as a cartoon and he's like walking through this like hallway um stuff like that like i just want to do something different like definitely my heart's in like cinematic stuff and like stuff that's more like a tv show or a movie 
but like i do want to incorporate those other effects for sure that's cool i like i, I do like videos that are very unique and have a lot of cool effects versus like um some videos i mean no shot to people i do this but like just kind of them walking around like sometimes it's really fun to watch but i like it like i think uh lecrae did it for zombie as well like where he was like kind of like a little animated guy which was um just super cool so kind of going into the next part i want to talk a little bit about your music specifically so what are your plans for 2021 musically and then maybe a little bit into 2022 uh musically uh i plan to release uh an album in the summer like a 12 song project probably maybe 14 depending i have like eight or nine like pretty much all done like they're just in mixing phase and like i'm waiting on a couple of different collabs to see if we can finish like all 12 and uh i'm super proud of it like i'm i'm gonna call it my way so it's basically about like how when we try to take our own way it always leads us into destruction and we just have to follow the way instead of our way because like we want mm -hmm. our way all the time but like oftentimes it just leads us into despair it leads us into like wanting more and it never ever satisfies us even though it looks so good you know what i mean yeah now, I'm super excited for the album. You've kind of told me a little bit about it from what you've shown me and stuff. It, it, it sounds, it looks amazing. I'm super hyped. Um, so what is one thing that you learned from 2020, whether that be, you know, personal life, music um, industry that you want to put into your next project? All right. This is tough because like I, I love CHH. I love the industry. I love the people in the industry. But like something that I learned about that in 2020 was that like, um, it's really you have to take everything with a grain of salt that people say sometimes like leaders they fall like no matter if they're pastors or if they're like huge uh artists in like uh christian contemporary music whatever it is chh and like people like humans are always susceptible to fall like no matter what like even on like the biggest platform so like i went through an experience where like some of my like We'll, we'll call them like leaders or like people that I looked up to they were like doing questionable stuff and like doing they were being a bad influence on me and like I was just like wow like this is crazy but like I learned that it's important to stay on the foundation of the word of God no matter what and um, I plan on writing a song about that because like I know people who have left the faith because a, a pastor or a leader fell and like I don't want people to hold those people like to the level where Jesus is because Jesus will never fail. And like humans are always susceptible to that. So that was a tough lesson I learned for sure. Even in CHH and in, in the industry in general, that like everybody's susceptible to making mistakes and nobody's perfect. Right. hundred percent. You know, I think it's, um, I think, I, I think I heard Jared Sanders say it, but he probably wasn't the first one to say it, but like, if you leave, like if you leave the faith because of someone you knew that fell, then your faith was never in God, but in the people of God, which, you know, like you gotta be, yeah. So I agree with what you said right there. And um, I thought that's super good. I'm super excited for that song. Um, so what are your biggest inspirations musically in general? And then like also for this specific project? Okay, so I grew up actually listening to like alternative pop punk music, um, like bands like Good Charlotte, um, cute is what we aim for blink 182 um, all-time low stuff like that and um, I actually hated rap growing up believe it or not I despised it 
Like every time someone would throw on a rap song, I'd be like, turn this off. Like I can't, st- <laughs> I didn't understand uh, the culture of rap or the stories behind rap. I just thought it was like, oh, these people are just talking about drugs and women. And like, I hate it. Like there's no substance. Um, so I first started actually getting into rap in 2009. I think it was 2009, 2008 or 2009. Eminem dropped Relapse. And that mm. album was insane. And it was like, I wouldn't recommend listening to it now as a Christian because it's like super messed up. But like, that's actually what drew me into like, oh, okay, like rap doesn't always have to be like that. And then, so that sort of introduced me into it. But then in 2013 was my senior year of high school when 21 Pilots dropped Vessel. That's when I was like, okay, like these guys are rapping and it's like good and it has substance and this is awesome. And then when Chance dropped Acid Rap right after that, I was just like, yo, I gotta, I gotta make music. So like who are my famous or my, my best or greatest influences? I'd say 21 Pilots, Chance the Rapper, um, John Bellion, Justin Bieber, uh, Panic at the Disco, and NF, but really Eminem, because Eminem influenced NF like crazy. Yeah, I think you can kind of hear those guys kind of bleed through your music in a good way. Um, but it's funny that you said Relapse, because I hate that album, I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I don't like his um, his voice in the album, but... Um, so, um, going on to the next thing. So, what has been your favorite song to make? And then, what has been your favorite song you've released? So like which one was like the most fun to make versus which one was your actually favorite sounding okay um song to make is prophetic which is my mm. least like like the fans do not like prophetic like they all think it sounds like too eerie or too unsettling but like i had so much fun making that song i, I produced it all myself and like half of the beat is just me like making weird noises like like uh I started like saying like the whole the whole beginning of the song is just like but 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 and I just did that and I was like yo that sounds dope and then I just started like freestyling over it so essentially like I just loved it like I thought it sounded so cool it's like it's not my favorite song I've made the fi- my favorite song I've made is the one that I just finished like I just got the mm-hmm. final mix of it you'll hear it on the album like it's like it's awesome yeah I'm and i excited. feel like that's like it's always like the one that they just finish right that makes sense i mean um it's like it's like the newest to you you just feel like the most accomplished by that one no but yeah prophetic um correct me if i'm wrong but like maybe it's not my word for it, but i feel like the beat is very like horror cory so yeah it is it's, it, that's kind of like more of a like a niche type of beat i feel like so um so i can definitely see that but um you dropped Samson Avenue, a new EP, on, I think, like, December 31, right, of 2020? Yeah, this yeah. Right, so it was um, pretty much this year, so it's very new. Uh, the cover art grabbed my attention. It's kind of like, I don't know, maybe like Dr. Seuss or like kind of a children's book, but like a little bit creepier. Um, do you want to yeah. explain to us the meaning behind the cover art? Sure, yeah. Um so Jackie Zinsmeister actually did that for me. I told her what I wanted. I told her about the reasoning behind it. So 
Samson Ave is the street that I grew up on as a kid. Um, and it's actually me standing outside of my house. Mm -hmm. And back in 2014, when I first got married, um, me and my wife, we were like, we had this like really long night and like none, none of us could sleep. We were like sick. I forget like the exact context of what was happening the night, but I had this crazy dream. And in the dream, like I can tell it was a God dream because like, I remember it in vivid detail, like to this day, um, in the dream, my house is on fire and I like run outside of my house. I call the fire department and I'm like, yo, like my house is on fire. Someone needs to come put this out. And they're like, yeah, you and everyone else's house. And then they just hung up and I was like, what? So then I started walking around the town and like everywhere is on fire. I walked into the school and there was just people partying in a school that was on fire. And I'm like, guys, what are you doing? The building's on fire. Like everyone's just like drinking and having good food. Bro, it doesn't matter. Who cares? I'm like, this is crazy. So I like started walking around my blocks, like in my neighborhood. And like, there's this like parade and like all these people are like naked and like having sex with each other, like in the dream. And I'm like, what is going on? This is gross. Sounds like, like a cult. <laughs> Yeah, it really, it was like disgusting. Like it was terrible. It was the worst dream ever. But like throughout the dream, like I started seeing like different things like hypocrisy in the church and I saw like other different things. And then like what really stuck out to me was like there was this one kid and like I know him in real life. Like he's one of my best friends. His name's Yusef Shelton. He was preaching on the streets, like just yelling and just preaching the gospel to these people. And like in the dream, I just joined him and I started like chanting like Jesus and like Jesus is the Lord. And I started chanting that. And then the sirens came on and the police started coming after us. And then I woke up. So the dream to me is about all of the stuff that's going on in the world and the album itself. Why I wanted to use that dream as my cover is that all those things like those monsters, all the things that they're doing are all the temptations of the world. They're my temptations, personal, personal temptations. And it's like, how are you going to respond to the world completely falling apart around you? So that's what the album cover uh, was inspired by. And the artist, Jackie, she totally captured it 100%. Like, I could have not have asked for a better album cover. Yeah, she did a fantastic job. So, um that kind of goes into so it's like it's kind of based off a dream you said um i think that the album or i guess the ep it's four songs um is very vulnerable um throughout the albums i mean like you get um can i come home now which is my personal favorite song has very real lyrics um but one that kind of caught my attention as far as like lyrics goes was um samson avenue you can kind of tell it's, it tells a story in a very personal one uh, would you mind telling us the story that you're telling in a song? Yeah, I can. Um, first off, though, I want to lead by saying, like, my relationship with my family now is, like, awesome. Like, hmm. my relationship with my mom, my dad, like, everybody in my family. But, like, growing up, it wasn't like that. Like, um, there was, like, uh, just to respect their privacy, I won't say who it was, but, like, somebody in my family, like, had a serious drug problem. And, like, they were in and out of prison, like, my whole childhood. And it like completely destroyed my parents. Like my parents were just super distraught. And like my mom was just really depressed. And my dad was just like super angry at the world. 
So um, I would just wake up and like hear my mom crying herself to sleep at night. I would like go through these like emotional like battles with my dad where he would try to control me. And like, he was just super like emotionally abusive. And uh, I just never like understood why. Like I didn't, I didn't get it because five and like growing up nine, even nine years old. And uh, I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do or normal kids would do because they were trying to shelter me, but I didn't get it. So like I rebelled and I was like, yo, why won't you let me play manhunt at night? Like, that's crazy. And it's because they didn't want me to go out and do drugs with my friends or like fall into those patterns. So basically it was just like how I dealt with like the trauma that I went through as a kid. Like I went through some really tough stuff, like really tough conversations, experiences, like things that I saw involving around or revolving around that stuff. And uh, it basically tells a story of like me as a kid and like how I fought for trying to like get love from my mom, like emotional, like comfort from her. But she was so destroyed that she, she couldn't give me that. Like she did a bunch of like stuff for me. Like she did all these things. Like she showed her love through acts of service and stuff like that. But like, I just like wanted her to hold me. So like, I wrote that, I wrote about that in the song and like my dad was just like, you know, why are you so mean? Like, why, like, (laughs) like, why, why are you like always like, trying to control me and like stuff like that so uh, basically it just tells that story the story of my childhood and how I grew up I wrote it because I wanted to um, let kids know that like you know like especially for high school kids or like kids in like early teens like nobody's family's perfect and like if your parents aren't there for you emotionally what you need God will be there for you nice yeah that's um that's really good um I love that, the whole EP. I love that track. Um, you did a fantastic job. Be sure to check that out um, and stream it like a million times. Um, but before we go, uh, I just have two more questions for you. I like asking each person we come on if they were in my shoes and um, you're in. So pretty much if you were the interviewer, what would you have asked yourself that I did not ask you? Hmm. I would say favorite CHH artist, favorite album, chh and favorite song that's what i would ask me all right so go ahead and can you do that <laughs> can you answer yep. that um favorite chh artist can you get like i like what do you think that is my favorite artist i think you no know because I, I put it on discord yeah you know i should have yeah, guessed no my bad <laughs> definitely dilly for sure definitely 100 percent. like i just love his vibe super indie i love it like uh favorite song it's really tough like but my favorite song in chh right now is called um lost by sebastian v and he's actually mm-hmm. my producer and mixer and uh, engineer like he does all my stuff for me and like he re- he released this song and like I, obi heard it on uh rapzilla and he was crying like when he heard it like you should listen mm-hmm. to the song it's definitely I think it's one of the best songs I've ever heard and definitely in CHH, my, my favorite song ever. So I think Lost was getting some love on um, by some other CHH artists. I think I saw Coop posting about it Coop. and a few others. Yeah. Because you told me to listen to it and I checked out. It was really good. Coop, you should check it out. Favorite album, uh, Neverland, Andy Minio. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's how I got into CHH. Oh, for real? So you said... Yeah. 
2014 is when he got married. So you were 18 when he got married? I was uh, 19. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then you got into um, CHH that same year, it sounds like? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I nice. mean, That's a good year. When I grew up, like, I was never a Christian. Like, uh, I believe in God. And, like, we went to church on, like, Christmas. But, like, I wasn't, like, a born-again Christian. So, like, when I went to university, um, I actually got caught smoking weed. And I lost my scholarship. Like, I was on, like, a scholarship. I was playing baseball in university. And when I left, like, I was just in this place of despair. I didn't know what to do. So I opened up the Bible. I started reading it. And I was like, I want to follow this. Like, I think I want to follow this. And I prayed to God. And I was like, God, like, if you're real, like, I need you to show me. Because, like, if you don't show me you're real, like, I don't want to do this. And then, like, a couple nights later, I was on my back porch. I was locked out of my house. It was, like, 2 in the morning. And, like, I'm sitting on my back porch. I'm like, what the heck? I'm Like, my parents are not waking up. Like, I'm banging really hard on the door. And it's like, they can't hear me, which is crazy. So I'm sitting back there, and I, like, close my eyes. And when I opened my eyes, I was in this light. And, like, I just started, like, crying, like, weeping and shaking. And, like, I'm in this light, and it's, like, the brightest thing ever. Like, so bright that I couldn't even open my eyes. And, like, as that's happening to me, and I'm, like, bawling my eyes out, and I'm trembling. I'm like, what is going on? I hear this voice and it says, this is me. So like after that, like I was just like, okay, like I'm definitely going to be a Christian. Like I totally believe in God now. Like this is insane. And like, just because of that moment that I had that experience that I had, like no one in this world can ever tell me that God's not real. So, Hey, there you go. Now you got your testimony. I didn't even have to ask. That's dope. Um, so I added it into the question. Right. Um, so then our final, final question is, um, if animals could talk, which one would be yeah. the rudest and why would it be the rudest? Why would it be rude? Ooh, that's a tough one. I would say like a raccoon because they just don't give a crap about anybody. Like, But they're cute. Rude. Trash pandas. No chance. Like, I have a feeling like it would like talk just like Kevin Hart and just be super <laughs> rude. Like, every raccoon would, like, have a Kevin Hart voice, 100%. So, this is starting to sound like a really good movie, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I would enjoy it quite uh, thoroughly. Right. It's like Kevin Hart accents. I love raccoons, actually. Which one would be the nicest? The nicest? Hmm, that's tough. I would say a dog, 100%. Same. Nothing's happier than a dog. Right. Cooper, which one would you but say? Have- Rudis and... Rudest and happiest, not happiest, um, nicest. Uh, rudest, probably like a, I don't know, probably some sort of horse because like horses are really smart, so they could probably have like some really, um, like intelligent things to say that could just absolutely destroy you. Um, and for nicest, probably dog because like almost nothing can upset a dog. Like they love you too much. So rudest, I have two. I got llamas. I mean, because they are sassy as heck, and they literally spit on you. I mean, that's pretty rude. And then um, I feel like cats. Like another house cat. uh, Like I like cats. I know you got a cat named Cat, which is amazing. Um, But uh, they they also don't care about you. Um, And then obviously dogs are the nicest. But Chris, thank you for coming on. Uh, Where can we find you on socials? Um at Chris Trent underscore is my IG handle. 
YouTube, I have no idea. Just search Chris Trent. It'll come up for sure. Um, I'm not really on Twitter. Like, I just, like, I don't even really go on. But it's Chris Trent 18 on Twitter. And uh, what other? Oh, TikTok. Chris Trent 71 on TikTok. Nice. Um, so, yeah, be sure to f- follow him on his socials, listen to his music on YouTube and on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen. And as well, you can hear Chris Trent on our next up CHH Spotify playlist, which will be in the link. So be sure to check that out. Um, and be sure to leave your comments on what your favorite Chris Trent song is and The Rudest Animal. Until next time. <laughs>